Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. This week, we're exploring how to develop a positive mindset. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. This week's mission was to identify one positive action you can take. So Brianna, how did that go for you? I think it went, I'm going to say it went well. I don't think I, it I, it didn't go the way I expected. I thought I'd just, you know, jump out into the week and on Monday, be taking all these positive actions. And certainly I took a lot of action and uh, I do think overall it was positive, but it was really tough for me because of just having a ton of stuff like kind of floating out there and none of it really gelled. So I just had like a million plates in the air. It felt like um, I didn't, I wasn't as intentional maybe with it as I wanted to be. But I do think one thing that I've noticed was I was getting very crabby <laughs> as my week went on. And I just felt like, huh, I'm not getting anywhere. Um, so I do feel like the positive action that I was able to take, and this may be I'm not going to lie to say this feels like a cop out, but it truly was important for me was to identify that I was not in that moment. I was not able to be as positive or maybe as resilient as I wanted. And so what I did was just my positive action was to give myself some grace to say, okay, I don't have this right now. So I'm going to just mark it. And I did, I, I did a little something so that I'm like, this is something's not right here. So I'm going to wait to get through this week because I don't have it in me to figure this all out right now. And then I'll take time to kind of reflect and identify, do I need, you know, a new reframing statement? Do I need a little bit of relaxation or a break or what do I need? So I guess my positive action is I had to giving myself some grace for whatever was, you know, whatever felt like my barrier. And then setting some time for myself um, to figure out what is causing the barrier and then how I'm going to move past it because, you know, all these plates in the air isn't going to change. And so I've got to figure out what I'm going to do because this me this week is not, I didn't like it. It didn't feel great. Uh, and I definitely wanted to be more positive, I think, and be more resilient than I ended up being. How did it go for you? You know, I really love that you brought up giving yourself grace and time to think. I think that if you were going to pick one positive action to take, I think that is a big one that is very key. It's easy to have like when you have a mission that is take positive action, it's very easy to do go the route that I did, which was basically sort of errandy, tasky stuff, right? That mm -hmm. we did Sunday, we did the episode, and then Monday, I found myself, and I wasn't necessarily joyously or freestly, freestly, is that a, I'm saying it now, freely, freely. Trademarked. Yeah, freestly is my new, it's joyously and free at the same time. <laughs> I wasn't exactly doing that in a happy way, but I was brute force effort pushing my way through a lot of tasks on my to-do list that had just kind of been cluttering up. And mm -hmm. although it was not a freestly process, I 
I felt so much better on Tuesday for having done that. And then I decided to add to my morning routine blocking Reddit. Because in your thing, you also said you wanted to figure out, like, you had to stop and think. And I had to genuinely stop and think, what am I doing with my time sometimes? And I realized Mm -hmm. I started going on to, like, Reddit to just, you know, get a couple of quick like dopamine hits or whatever I get from that. I don't even know what I get from it. Sometimes I get genuine support and advice, but that's not, you don't get that in the AITA, you know, am I the A uh, forum, right? You're uh-huh. going there for, well, I'm going there for a vacation from trying to not be judgmental and just fully embracing that part of myself, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a thing that's going to get me the biggest results, right? So I have started a new practice where I wake up, I use my self-control app, and I block Reddit for a period of time. And it works as a way to, one, use it less often, and two, to just keep me from mindlessly doing things so that, mindlessly wasting time, rather, so that I have more time to take positive action. So it felt like a really great mission. But what I really enjoy the most is that you took it in a direction where it was more all-encompassing. Do you know what I'm saying? To like, give yourself grace and time to think, because I really Mm -hmm. do think that is um, very helpful for developing an overall positive mindset, possibly. Ooh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Which is wonderful. Thanks for setting me up for that. Uh, So that is what we're talking about this week. We're discussing how to develop a positive mindset, which um, I think fits great into, you know, the next stage of from last week. So Christy, developing a positive mindset, what does that look like for you? Okay, so to me, a positive mindset is generally investing in all the individual tools that we've been talking about, positive outlook, positive action, uh, how to avoid negative thinking, like all of these tools and all these little things that we've done throughout the years on this podcast, all are in service of developing an overall positive mindset. And The idea, right, the hope behind having a positive mindset is that you feel like you have more agency in your life, right? You feel empowered and you don't lead that life of quiet desperation. So developing a positive mindset is sort of, to me, the overarching goal of everything that we do here on this podcast. And when I think about developing a positive mindset, I think about all the individual tools and all the individual episodes that we've had uh, over time that have helped me invest in being more positive because I'm not necessarily, not necessarily, I, I have not always been, mm-hmm. and, I, and I am often a negative person. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I invest in developing this mindset so that whatever degree of positivity I can muster in my brain, the more I feel good about living the life I want to live as opposed to the life that I feel I've wound up with. Hmm. Wow. I really appreciate hearing that, especially, um, you know, as you started off with talking about how that mindset gives you that sense of agency and empowerment and then, you know, leads to that living that life that you really want. And I feel like, yes, of course, we've been talking about 
you know, different aspects of positivity and what that can mean for your attitude and perspective, as you said. And I do feel like when we are looking at how to develop that positive mindset, at least what I've been grateful for and is like that sort of that, not sort of, uh, it is uh, that new baseline, as you were saying, this is, you know, this is the foundation that I operate from now. And that's not to say how I was operating before was necessarily, you know, totally, you know, other side of the spectrum and and negative. But I do feel like as I, as I'm becoming more positive and developing what I would say is now a consistently positive mindset, I feel like those times, like I was talking about this, you know, from this past week, when I'm not in that space, I feel, I, I, I feel like, oh, this is not right. It's not bad. It's not something I'm shaming myself for or anything like that. But it is the, 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 the idea of, Oh, my, my foundation has changed. My baseline has changed and I'm, I'm a little bit below my baseline. So just like, you know, if your vitals are below baseline or something health related is below baseline, you got to figure out what's going on and then, you know, work towards, um, work towards fixing that. So I feel like, you know, one of the reasons when you recommended this as a topic, I feel like it's really helpful to, you know, kind of follow last week's positive action, because it is that sense of when I get to my new baseline, or when I'm, when I'm even just identifying, well, where am I now? And then trying to have that intentional thought of um, time to think about, well, where, where am I now? How do I feel about it? And where do I want to be? I think that I'm just really grateful that we're going to explore this, because I do feel like I need to remember there's something about this that I need to keep in mind so that when things start to go awry, I can remember, oh, wait, this, this isn't my, this isn't, this isn't the perspective or the outlook that I'm taking now. This doesn't feel quite right. So what do I need to do to fix it, to get, I don't know about fix it, but what's, what's, what's going on that is causing me to slip off my foundation a little bit? Absolutely. I completely agree. The, The thing about saying something like, how do you develop a positive mindset, right, is that it can feel very vague, right? Like, what does it look like? And the trouble for me sometimes is if I don't narrow in on what it is that I'm doing or what it is, if I don't notice, if I don't realize that I've slipped into a more negative mindset, I will start to see my negativity reflected back at me. I'll give you an Mm -hmm. example. What does it look like? It looks like when I'm crabby, just in a general day, I wake up, I'm feeling a little stressed. One of the things I notice is I use Flow Club to take positive action, right? So what I do is I set an appointment on Flow Club. It's like a, it's an app. It's actually a website that you go to and you sign up and you work with people and you have like a block of time, like two hours where they, where you want to be in the flow and you list of all the to-do things that you're going to do. And you commit to doing that to this group of random strangers or people you've worked with before on Flow Club. And you systematically check these things off. And then at the end you report how you did and what happened. And it's to help me motivate myself to get things done. And also I have issues with time blindness where I just don't Mm. realize time is going by. 
What I've noticed, though, is when I stress myself out by putting too much to do in a shorter period of time, and I'm overly invested in the expectation that I need to get it all done. I'm, I forget the goal. The goal is for me to get what I want done and enjoy my life. The reason mm-hmm. why I wanted to pay attention to my time blindness is because I would go through a whole day and realize I had gotten no closer to any of my goals, right? But when I get mm-hmm. caught up in, oh my God, this is, this is taking, has, my guy is just trying to say good morning or something to me. And all I'm like is like, you're standing in front of the coffee pot, okay? I'm trying to, I got, I got coffee, <laughs> I've got, you know, like I, I, I put on the coffee and then I, you know, because I've got this, this order of how I want to do things so I can get the most things done in this two hours. And now what I've done is I've taken a positive tool, right? And I've turned it into a way to get angry at my guy. <laughs> like, this is not, mm-hmm. you know what I'm, this is not a positive mindset. What I've done is I've forgotten the plot. And I think a lot of times we can take a tool that can be positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you listen, water is the basis of life and you can drown. All right. It anything <laughs> used in the wrong way becomes detrimental. And I think one of the key points for me to consistency consistently maintain a positive mindset is to both expand on the overall big picture and then narrow and expand and narrow because not changing your focus on what is the ultimate goal. What is it I have to do? I'm allowed, I can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory left and right. I take a positive tool, use it in a way to get mad at my guy. I snip at him because now he's he's ruining my life, Brianna. And mm. now he's all, I just try to say good morning to you. What's your problem? And then we're in the dance now, you know, and this is not remembering. How do you know if you have a positive attitude? You're kind, you're smiling, mm-hmm. you're saying good things, you're happy, you're practicing self-compassion, you have compassion for others, you don't feel as judgmental. That's how you know the tools you've been using, you've been using in the right way. As soon as I'm, or not the right way, but in a way that actually manifests itself in a higher quality of life. But if mm-hmm. I find myself just being consistently frustrated, angry, judgmental, frowning, snapping at people. Um, It's time for me to look at my overall mindset and what I've done (laughs) with some of these tools or (laughs) where I've maybe stashed those tools underneath some sort of hole in the ground in the backyard or whatever, (laughs) wherever I put them, but I'm not Mm -hmm. using them. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, I like that too. And it, it, I mean, I think you hit on, I really appreciated you saying, talking about like the goals um, and in this, for me, uh, what I, what I wrote down was, you know, if I'm looking at developing a positive mindset, or if I feel like I'm uh, fallen off in some way, sometimes it's very helpful to just remind myself, and, and you listed just some really great examples, but why am I doing this? You know, I'm feeling, you know, I've been doing this positive positivity work, and I thought I had, as you love to say, and I think it's so great, I thought I kind of leveled up uh, to this new baseline. Um, But here I am and things aren't exactly positive or I'm not feeling it or I don't have the compassion. And so I think sometimes in like that development um, of that 
sustained positive mindset, I do have to stop and say, well, why are you doing this? You know, and almost like giving myself an out, like if you want to, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to, you know, Um, but then identifying, well, why are you doing this? And then sort of bringing that attention back to, oh yeah, I am doing this because um, I've been a negative Nelly before. Sorry, no offense to anybody whose name is Nelly. Um, I've been in that positive space where everything is either, everything is looked at from like a cynical or sarcastic or just a general kind of negative lens. And I didn't, I did not like that. I didn't like how it feel felt. I didn't like where it was taking me in my life. And so, you know, that's when we first started doing this positivity work. And so now if I feel like either I'm treading water or I'm, you know, drowning a little bit uh, in some negativity, then it really is just a, again, that stop and assess like, okay, something's not right here, but what is the goal of this? Why do I do these reframing exercises? Why do I want to, you know, be unbalanced, be more positive or be able to, um, I know this sounds silly, but well, why does it matter if I can weather, you know, some negative experience well or not? Does it? And then, I don't know, I feel like having that, having asking myself those questions and actively and intentionally answering them almost helps this sort of idea of like a like a reset or a reboot to say oh no yep mm-hmm, 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 i remember now and i want to do this because i as you said i will be more compassionate i'll have more grace for myself and others i will be able to see a bigger picture and opportunity uh, when i have this positive mindset. And I think just, again, taking that time to actually identify what's the goal, or (laughs) I know we joked about it, like, what's the mission here? Um, But taking that time to do that in a very intentional and concerted way brings the attention back to, oh, that's right. This is this is what I do. This positive thing is what I do, or this is my mindset now. And so when I when I come up against these challenges, I can do fill in the blank. I can have the, you know, I have the tools to be able to handle that. Now, I'm of course going to give the obligatory uh, caveat of I am not talking about toxic positivity. I am not talking about that. Nothing's wrong in the world. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm not talking about that. Um, But I am, you know, just saying referring to this as being able to, again, have that positive foundation uh, when we are developing and or rebooting our mindset. Absolutely. I love that you brought up toxic positivity because it's very easy to sort of plaster over or paint over negativity in the name of having a positive like mindset, right? Like one of the indicators that I know that I'm not in a positive frame of mind or my mindset needs a little bit of work is that I find myself complaining about people, about how things are, right? And that's okay. Sometimes you need to vent. Sometimes that's how you cope with things. However, if I feel a need to complain about a situation I have with a person or something that my guy is doing or whatnot, what I've basically done is I'm. it's fine that I feel that compulsion, right, to do that. 
I've realized over time, if I feel like I need to keep doing it and it starts to expand, toxic positivity would be to just stop complaining about it. I shouldn't even complain. I just accept it. But you're not really accepting it. You're just not venting it, right? So you haven't done anything. The thing about complaining, especially when you need to tell people, it's because on some level, you don't feel heard by you. Hmm. I remember distinctly, you and I worked at uh, the same place, the job that where we met. And it was a small enough company where you could actually just talk to the CFO, just like walk into his office. And the company was going through intermittent, like it was a weird niche industry where despite the fact that they were a bunch of actors that went to um, Juilliard, right? They were brilliantly talented people. Mm -hmm. They were running a business and they were making choices that were bewildering to me and not necessarily profitable, right? And then we'd all like band together and take less hours and all kinds of things. I remember being very stressed out and being very angry about it. I remember being very angry about it. And I remember like saying, no, you have to do it this way and stressing myself up. And and, and I remember at one point I said very, very loudly, perhaps maybe even yelled it to the CFO, you know, it feels like we have a million dollar check in our pocket and you're making us beg for change. Mm. And because they just, even today thinking about it, because it's such a great business and they had so much opportunity. It just, they weren't billing correctly. They were, you know, they just really care too much about being liked and well-received, which artists do, right? But that's not mm -hmm. business. Long story, even longer. I remember having to ask myself, why do I care? And why am I constantly complaining about this? And why did we develop the Positivity Fest in the first place? Why all these things? And I realized I wanted to run my own business. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be in charge and I know what I would have done and I knew what to do. And when I was shouting at them, it's like you have a million dollar check in your pocket and you have us begging for change. That's me telling me that, Brianna, I have a million dollar check in my pocket and I'm begging somebody to let me fix their business so that they can make the money that I want. And that, I think, is one of the key things that I had to realize about me and my complaining. Mm -hmm. If I can't, if just shutting up my complaining and just trying to focus on something else, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's that, right? Sometimes traffic. It's like, you know what? I'm going to focus on the song on the radio. The traffic is going to go where it's going to go, and then I'm going to be okay. Yes. But if I find myself chronically complaining about a person I have a relationship with, um, a, a situation at the office, I, I need to get into what, why does it matter to me? What's going on? And I need to listen really closely because the complaints I have about that person or that, you know, what everyone else is doing, I'm either distracting myself from the life I want and I'm, I'm doing that to gain some sort of feeling of significance because there's an energy to complaining. That, that, that does give you a quick hit, like you mm -hmm. think you're important or whatnot. Or in the case, like with me in that job that we had, it was a case of this is what I would do if I let myself do what you've done sort of deal. And, mm -hmm. and it's really something you need to look at. So having a positive mental attitude doesn't mean ignoring stuff that makes you feel negative. A lot of times it means genuinely addressing the things mm -hmm. that make you feel negative. Mm-hmm. I 
you know, I think that is really helpful. Uh, it's a great, it's just a really helpful reminder of, um, you know, just these things that we can do. And that made me, when you were talking about that and, and especially the, uh, you know, when you feel yourself complaining about something and, and identifying what that is for you potentially, I think, you know, for me in developing uh, positive, working towards developing positivity and a positive mindset and letting go of the complaining, one of the things that I feel like I had to do <laughs> was some, you know, soul searching and then some work on letting go of feeling responsible for other people's choices mm. and the sense of wanting like as as you talked about, you know, you can you can see another way, uh, and just attaching so much to being able to see the other way, assuming that I know that it's the right way, and then being frustrated or upset with people for not doing it the way that I feel like they should, even when I know that they should, <laughs> you know, even if I feel like. Uh, Oh, why are you not doing this? And then, and and then almost taking it, not almost, and then taking it personally as if, you know, they're doing, you know, they're not doing what I want them to or what I'm, what I've shared as my ideas or whatever with them. That it's somehow on purpose as a slight to me when it, it's not, and it never is. But I do feel like in order to get out of some of that complaint spiraling and that like kind of swampy, complainy, snarky, cynical kind of situation, I had to let so much of that go because of course I don't have the ability to control somebody else. And certainly everybody is free to, you know, they're free to make their own choices. And I feel like I really recognized that I had to do that for my own well-being when I went into nursing, because of course, in that set, you know, in that setting, rather, you've got people who are, you know, who may be ill and you're trying to help them, or you're working with them to try to prevent illness in some way. And in the early days of my career, it would just, I would just be frustrated all the time because I'm, I'm, I, you know, you're in the hospital here's your medicine, or you're in the hospital, we're going to do this. And people would be like, I don't want to do that. Or no, I'm not going to. And it, I, it just like my mind was blown. <laughs> but of course, right, you, you, you have autonomy and you get to decide. And so it really was, if I'm going to be positive, if I'm going to continue to like this job that I really worked hard to be able to do, I have to be okay with people doing things different than I think that they should, or I really, you know, the sort of the mantra I developed and then what I tried to help, um, you know, other new nurses as I became a preceptor was this idea of the only thing you can do is give people the information and then assist them with what they want to do. We can't make anybody do anything. And I feel like having exposure to that consistently in the healthcare setting helped me then pull that over into other areas of my life so that I could begin to let go of this frustration and almost at times a sense of impotence, I think, um, that came along with 
feeling so responsible that if I have information or if I have a great process or plan or idea or what, of, of something that could help someone that somehow it was my responsibility to get them to do that. And then it was my, you know, that it, that frustration or, or even owning the outcome of them not doing something that somehow that was all mine to own. And it just absolutely isn't. And so I feel like in trying to develop a positive mindset, I really had to face what I will call a shortcoming in myself of how much am I trying to control other people and how much am I truly letting other people control me and my response to things. I love that you brought up controlling other people because my two biggest detriments or my biggest obstacles or my biggest learning opportunities, we could say, Mm -hmm. uh, have fallen in the realm of control and judgment. Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. this feeling that because I can see what's coming to an extent that I am responsible for preventing negative things from happening. And if I can stop bad things from happening, which by the way, is a really interesting (sighs) talent compulsion. You know, when you stop something bad from happening, it looks like you've done nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh And what happens, like, let's say, you're at a job. Oh, and, I, and I know I know you, I don't have to tell you about this because I work at home alone now. But let's say you're at a job and you see that the billing is going wrong and what's going to happen in three weeks is that there's not going to be enough money to pay the bills and then everybody's going to be sad. And you just say, oh, the bill is wrong. And they're like, whatever. And then you fix the bill and you correct the bill. And then nothing bad happens. What I didn't realize what I was doing and then you tell them, listen, we got to work on this billing. And all they hear is you always come, all they see, Brianna, is you always complain about the billing, but it always works out. They mm. don't realize is that I've run around making it work out for them. And so what I've inadvertently done is I've set up a situation where I am both alarmed, stressed, and disregarded over and over again. And I, and, and one of the things that's been very painful for me is I need to give people the opportunity to learn their lessons on their own. Me sparing Mm -hmm. someone time or their feelings in the short run creates a lot of frustration and a lack of learning in the long run. And I'm creating a codependent relationship. And I do that at work. I've done that with friends. I've done that in romantic relationships. I've done it across the board. And so if I'm playing a game where I'm constantly just running interference and nobody's asked me to, I quickly am building up resentments and this sort of cascading period of time, I don't realize what I've done. And then if I find myself overly invested in people changing, prepare to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with what you say regarding you can give someone the information and they get to decide. And although it is painful to watch people choose otherwise, it is important for their growth. And I have to remember There are plenty of times in my life where, as Alanis Morissette would say, and it's not ironic and she knows it as well, it's the good advice you just can't take, right? There's a moment Mm -hmm. in life where you just, 
you know what you got to do. And guess what? You ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. And I've been there and I need to remember I've been there so that when other people make that choice or are unable to make another choice in that moment to let them feel the pain of that so that they can be motivated or not mm-hmm. to learn, but it's mm-hmm. not my thing. And honestly, this is a big problem. Uh, not a problem, but this is a big opportunity, a big area of concern regarding really developing, you know, that positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that because it, it made me think of, you know, you're talking about the what your actions, though positive, um, that they can actually lead to unintended consequences that in a, maybe that are ineffective for other for others. And then definitely not great for you is there's that frustration there. I think one of the things I that comes with this sort of self-awareness and assessment of yourself. And, you know, if you're like, okay, I want to, I'm going to have this positive mindset. Okay. Why? And then you talk about that to yourself and you, you know, you're very intentional about it. I think definitely then, and, and, you know, we've given examples of this, but it really comes down to um, sort of knowing what's going to trip you up. You know, for some people, the whole, seeing something and telling, you know, giving people information and then having them not follow it, advice, whatever, not a big deal. Yep. Okay. So you were so lucky if you were those people. I'm impressed by you. You're one of those <laughs> right? people. I'm impressed. Right. I think that then it really comes down to, you know, these are our examples, right? But it really comes down to knowing what are those things that are going to, um, you know, if you're trying to develop this positive mindset, and even if you are at a space where your, your baseline is positive, but there are, you know, development is, in development in this sense is we're always going to have the opportunity to work on this, right? There isn't necessarily the end of the road for this. And so as looking at want to continue to consistently develop a more positive or or a positive mindset, it is that sense of, okay, well, what is it that's going to trip me up or trigger me that gets me again off that baseline or, or kind of puts me on the trajectory towards more negativity or complaining or being judgy or frustrated. And that's going to be different for all of us. I think that, but it is important you know, it's been very important for me to identify those things because otherwise, if I don't, then I just end up being in this pit of frustration. And because I don't know what the problem is, like, how would I get here? <laughs> then I'm going to have so much more, uh, a, a much more difficult time figuring out how to get out of it or, and rather, I will probably be in it so much longer than I need to be. And I think, you know, for me, one of the great indicators that I've built this, you know, I've developed this more consistent and stable positive mindset is when I do have situations like this, when I do get into a little bit of a negative you know, branch out into a little more negative or even just apathetic. Sometimes it doesn't even have to go the other way. 
I spend so much less time there because of where I'm at in this new positive mindset baseline. And I just think, again, for myself, reminding myself to ask the question like, ooh, this doesn't feel right. And why? What's going on? What's happening here? Uh, just to be able to identify, okay, which, what's this triggering for me? Or what is this? What buttons? Sometimes it's just a straight up button. <laughs> That's getting, I mean, it does feel like someone's like just like pushing this button on my shoulder, like, oh yeah, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> they're deliberately poking at you. Right. And they're not, they're just not, but it feels like they, they are. are. <laughs> right. Depends on you. You're right. You're not wrong. Um, but it does feel like I just have to identify, well, why is this a problem for me? Uh, and then I, it's, it helps me stay in that space less for less amount of for a less amount of time, is that the right? It doesn't matter. Um, you get it, and uh, and I think too, it it can if I've identified this, it can help that that space from getting from from forcing me down too deep or forcing me too far from my baseline. And I just I don't I, especially this week with all these plates in the air and I was getting a little snarky, getting a little crabby. I was venting much more than I would normally do or feeling like I needed to vent much more than I normally do. And so it was um, a minute to step back and say, okay, what's happening here? And what, what's, what buttons are getting pushed or what things are being triggered or tripped up? Um, and once I could see that, then I had just a little bit of a lift to say, okay, great. I'm so grateful that I know that. And now, now comes the work of figuring out what I need to do about it. But at least I can see how I got in the proverbial, you know, got my foot stuck in the hole. <laughs> and, and at least I can see that and figure out how to get out. Yes. It's interesting. It's hard to know exactly where, so, sometimes life happens so quickly. And things happen in such rapid succession, it's hard to identify where things have started to slip, right? You know you're in the pocket. Like, there was an article I read um, during the break when we were talking about this being the topic on betterup.com, right? And they were talking about the characteristics of a positive mindset. And you'll notice that, like, if you have a positive mindset, suddenly, not suddenly, but you'll see that you're more resilient. Like, when adversity and stress happens, you 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 tackle it in in a way that you feel confident that you are going to make it to the end you have more courage to take chances you're generally optimistic right there's a lot of gratitude for what's going on and there's a lot of acceptance for people and you you know you're you've got a lot of self compassion you're you're smiling and being nice to people all of these things oh the big one that i thought was interesting was that one is be happy for other people's successes and that one actually comes pretty easily to me when i notice that i'm not mm. When I notice that I'm not, it's usually because somebody has gotten something that I didn't feel worthy of going for myself, and I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. There's a little envy, a little green-eyed monster going on there. And then the big one is not taking things personally is, an, is a side effect of having a positive mindset. And it's sort of – sometimes people are poking at you. You know, I remember distinctly on long drives – on vacation, deliberately just sort of poking at my brother out of sheer boredom. You know, we're just in the car. <laughs> There's not a lot to do. This is, you know, this is back in the day when there was no game boy. There was nothing. There was just the road, my dad smoking in a closed car and a radio that only he could control and just three kids in a back seat with no seat belts, just 
tired of staring at the empty turnpike right Mm -hmm. and so you just i am i am deliberately poking at my brother because i'm bored right and um watching him get angry is somehow entertaining to me uh and (laughs) you know so sometimes they are but mostly they're not mostly they're not i'm just taking things personally or i start taking i start taking like random little things like okay i'll give an example my guy um my guy likes to buy uh his shorts secondhand and he likes to keep them for a cabillion years this is how he saves <laughs> money i don't know he's i don't know what that's all about however every once in a while he'll have a pair of shorts uh it's actually probably the same two or three pairs that he will not throw away uh where there's a hole in the pocket and um yesterday he was putting his phone into his pocket and uh listening it to it drop on the floor <laughs> and this happened twice. And the, the both times, Brianna, I was sure that he was doing this to me because mm-hmm. it was so loud. <laughs> and all I could think of is I need you to not wear those shorts. And wear, give me those. I'm throwing these shorts. Away. Get them off of you. Like that was where I was at. <laughs> and one, that did not happen. And two, um, I realized why I was so upset because my guy has a tendency to misplace things. And when he misplaces things, he gets really stressed out. And when he gets stressed out, he asks for help. But his help asking is kind of aggressive and frantic. And I'm writing a pretty tight schedule. And so all I could feel every time I heard that phone fall out of his, every time, the two times, Brianna, but it felt like 20. Okay, Mm -hmm. all I could think of is, that phone is going to crack and I'm going to have to listen to him rage about his cracked screen. He's getting ready to go for a bike ride and that phone is going to fall out and he's going to lose it. I'm going to have to deal with him tearing through the house looking for it. And that, all these things. And I just said to him, hey, if you're going to wear those shorts and you claim that you're going to remember to not use that pocket, which I don't believe, to be honest, because you've made this error like twice in five minutes. Um, <laughs> you don't get to bring it to me that you've lost anything mm. today. Like if you, if you lose your ID and your credit cards that you keep in your pocket, which aren't in a wallet, they're just like wadded up in a, a rubber band because wallets are too thick, thus making it easier for him to fall out of those shorts. Or you've cracked your screen because you're getting ready to go on a bike ride wearing those shorts. Um, you're not allowed to talk to me about it. Not at all. And now I can let it go. I've created mm-hmm. a, I'm, I'm like, you can try to talk to me about it, but I'm not going to listen. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with any of the fallout of this to be seeing easily foreseeable, whatever. What's interesting about this, Brianna is as a result, either he changed his shorts or as a result of like me making it a big deal or whatever, nothing bad happened, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to let go of it until I created that boundary. Like do Mm -hmm. what you're going to do. I've told you, but I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you look for your wallet or not wallet. You're wadded up. Phone or wallet. Phone or help you or, or listen to talking about your phone cr- screen cracking because you're getting ready to take a walk in those holy shorts and I'm not dealing with it. And then I was able to let it go. But mm-hmm. sometimes when I just don't say anything and I just eat it, knowing what's going to happen or thinking I know what's going to happen, it doesn't matter if it happens or not, Brianna, I can't let mm-hmm. it go. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's great because it is that, you know, that you know the you know the trigger uh or you know the pain point that that could push you off your 
that could push you, you know, off your positive mindset baseline. And so I think that's so awesome because you know that, and then you have that agency or that empowerment to say, I, not that you're never going to help when those, you know, these types of situations come, but when you we're seeing them ahead of time or, or whatever, when the trigger happens, uh, you're saying you're setting that expectation for how you're going to deal with that. And I think not only for, not only in this, you know, this instance for David, but for yourself as well, because now you've said it out loud, right? If you maybe thought about it, but didn't say anything to him before, it could, you know, that could push into, well, I, I should probably still help or whatever, but you've set the expectation for yourself. You've set the expectation for another person. I just think that that's a really, really awesome, effective tool. And I'm so glad that you mentioned it because I do feel like, yes, yeah, saying it out loud, you've essentially given the information or you've tried to help. And then, I mean, I, if this feels worse to say than it actually is, but you've kind of, you've essentially washed your hands. <laughs> yeah, no, not essentially. I mean, I, that's what I did. Yeah, like, like just I can just like you know, I said good day, sir. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But but you've you've taken care of your. I mean, essentially, that's you're taking care of your mindset and saying this is what I can help you with, or this is what I can do or to yourself. This is what I'm capable of. And I just, I don't know. I really appreciate you sharing that, you know, sharing that as an example. And it makes me, you know, as you were talking about that, I do feel like, you know, something like setting those expectations is really helpful. And then also it, it, pushed me to um, think about too, once you, once I got into a certain perspective, right? Like, oh, I'm trying to be a positive person. Now I am a positive person. Ah, I've got a positive mindset. I do feel like having that as a piece of my identity helps me make decisions when I have, you know, <laughs> when I've got the awareness capability, but it helps me make decisions that I actively can in the moment things that would maybe be just like offhanded little things that I don't think are a big deal, but really push me towards that, push me off my positive mindset or push me more towards the negative. I do feel like I, I've caught myself so much more saying, um, you know, maybe I'm going to write, somebody's said something to me, you know, an email at work, and now I'm going to, you know, shoot off this email kind of like, a, I'll show them, because um, I'm frustrated. And now I want to be like cynical or snarky or like, I'll, you know, whatever. And I do feel like being in this more positive space, I, I have the ability to take a pause now and say, okay, well, wait, is this, do I really need to say something? Do I need to say it in this way? And do I need to say it right now? And, and, you know, follow-up question, is any of this, if say I said yes to all of that, is that who I am as a person with a positive mindset? Does that support me being positive? Does that support me feeling positive? And if the answer is no, then I'm not going to do it. Now, does that mean I don't stand up for myself or that I shy away from conflict? It does not. It just means I try to be more discerning when I have to be about why I'm doing something and 
whether or not I really truly have to do something. And I, I will attribute that really to developing, you know, working consistently working to develop a positive mindset. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's interesting. A lot of times situations in my life come up and I don't want to deal with them. So I just turn away and I can easily and quickly say that I'm just focusing on the positive. And that's true. Mm. I am in Mm -hmm. a sense, but when I am deliberately ignoring something that requires a lot of work and I'm not acknowledging that I'm doing it, it slowly erodes my entire operation as Dwayne Perkins Mm. would say, right? Like if I, if I'm working on a positive mindset, okay, if I have a positive mindset, I have a resilience to choose when and how and where and under what conditions I am going to work through this issue, be it with another person, with myself. I'll give you an example. Currently, right now, I am in debt, right? And I started to go, oh, I've got a side hustle. And I started to put more and more emphasis on longer and longer hours in that side hustle. And then my you know, my dream and my main business, I didn't have the energy to do that. And I recognized that I was starting to get stressed out. And and what it was, was I put a little extra effort into my side hustle and it, and it immediately um, resulted in more money. And I started to see the math on how I could just, you know, clear a lot of debt really fast if I did a lot more work. But what happened was one, sometimes more is just more. It doesn't actually mean better. Mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes I'm trying to level up. And what I've really done is I went from a fun, happy, sustainable situation to incredibly stressful situation that makes me miserable and resentful, 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 and gets in the way of my self-care, which also derails my ability to have a positive attitude. Long Mm -hmm. story, even longer. One of the things I acknowledged was I'm getting ready to take a big trip. I'm going on this convention that I worked really hard to qualify to even get into the group that does this. It's Novelist Inc. And uh, if you're going, hello, say hi to me. If you're at Novelist Inc. in St. Petersburg, Florida next week, I will be there. Um, And I recognize that at this point in my finances, I am just going to have to accept, and I was able to get all of my stuff at 0% and whatnot, that I was not going to make progress right now. Hmm. And I think that is a key thing to just acknowledge and say, I am going to deal with this in February, like to schedule what's going on instead of just ignoring it. It allows you to keep that positive mental attitude, that positive focus, that positive mindset, that there is a time to deal with things. So you're not ignoring it. You're just choosing, and the key is the choice, choosing to prioritize other things now, knowing that you will get to that later. And Mm -hmm. there's a big difference between ignoring something in the name of being positive and actually having a positive mindset that I can afford to take time to do these things that I need to do for self-care, to educate myself, to invest in a bigger part of my life, right? and still deal with this later. And I think it's a big difference. And it's very subtle in what it looks like in actual action. But the way it feels like in your mind is very different. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that a lot. I think, um, you know, it really hits on, it really hits on getting clear and um, about what what you really need 
what do you really truly need and 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 identifying the needs uh your needs and and being okay with that i feel like for a long time i felt like i wasn't supposed to need anything i was just supposed to somehow <laughs> float through life like I don't need a thing it's fine I'm fine whatever it's fine and uh, that did not make me a very positive person because of course I have things that I need I have you know I have um, things that I need in relationships things that I need in a job in you know just in a human as a human walking around on in kind of that everyday space and getting clear about what it is that I need and then being able to identify, okay, now that I know what I need, what is it that I really want? Getting clear about those just really helped to allow the stuff that wasn't important to drop away uh, and then focus on, you know, okay, well, this is what I say I need. Here's what I say I want. And then really work towards that and be honest and let it be okay if it's, you know, I have that thing of I always have to be doing whatever is realistic. Uh, so getting okay if some of the things that I feel like I want or some of the things that I even feel like I need didn't seem super realistic, getting okay with that's that's just me. And if I'm going to be positive, then I need to be addressing some of these needs or I need to be addressing uh, some of these things that I feel like I want. And that's what I hear you, um, you know, in that example that you gave, just, you know, getting to what what do I need? And, and I just appreciate you sharing that because it is important, you know, to identify that. And of course, I feel like I need to... <laughs> I do feel like I need to give a caveat to be like, you know, that's not at the expense of other people. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I feel like that goes without saying, but I do, you know, uh, I got to throw that in there. Um, because of course, right. I'm, I just imagine everybody's like, well, they said you can just do whatever you want, you know? Um, no. Uh, but, um, yes, identifying the needs so that I can understand if maybe if those days that I am feeling less than positive or I feel like I've been kind of shifted off my foundation a little bit, you know, identifying, oh, is it because some, you know, is it because my needs are being met? Is it because there's something really important to me as an individual that is not being met? And that's a, a, maybe a reason why this is happening. I don't know. But if I don't, identify what those needs are, then I could be missing a whole segment of opportunity, one, to do the things that help me be more positive and identify the barriers when, like I said, it feels like I've been kind of rocked off my foundation a little bit. Absolutely. I think the key is things like avoidance, denial, um, and judgment undermine like a positive mindset for me. And when I get into things like more positive self-talk and I'm eating, I'm sleeping, I'm self-care, I've got relaxed, I've got my meditation, I'm, you know, doing, eating good food. I'm spending time with positive people. I spend time 
you said sometimes it feels like things aren't realistic. I think Lisa Nichols once said that she met a friend who was wealthy and she loved going to her house because she just wanted to rub up against her stuff. She wanted her body and her mind to be comfortable with these things are possible. And I think mm. when you spend time with positive people or you spend time even reading about or, or watching movies or, 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 or being in the company of people who are more successful or have the life that you want, it starts to make things feel more possible. And that's one of the reasons why I'm excited about going to this conference because I'm I'm going to be there and be a peer of some of the best selling authors in the world. And I get to feel that energy and feel what's positive. And I think mm -hmm. the joy of having a positive mindset and developing that mindset through positive self-talk and all the things we talk about here is that it allows you to live the life that you really dream of and spend time examining when you're feeling less than positive, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's an exciting opportunity for growth, which we always say sarcastically, but it truly is. Um, mm -hmm. And that brings us to this week's mission. But before I get into the mission, is there anything that you wanted to add? I think just that um, knowing that as we work towards developing a positive mindset, that it, uh, like I said, it's not, uh, you know, you get to a space and then it's just, you're done. I think knowing that this is just something to, to work on consistently across our lifetime helps to set some expectations about like, well, why am I not there yet? Um, there's always an opportunity to develop that positive mindset uh, to continue developing it. And then just, um, yeah, keep, keep practicing. That's about and, it. Yeah. And speaking of practice, uh, this week's mission is to just think of one way you're going to invest in your positive mindset and go for it. And we'd love to hear from you. Now it's easier than ever to connect with us. Go to positiveviewpodcast.com. That's positiveview, podcast.com and click on the message icon to leave us a voicemail. Yes, and don't forget, new episodes come out every other Monday. And please take a moment to follow and rate the podcast because it does help more people to find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. We'll talk soon. <laughs>